0: Hi, my name is Aaron J. Marks. You can find out more about me at aaronjmarks.com. I'm a visionary purpose coach and a metaphysical leadership mentor. To my knowledge, I'm the only one in human history who's claimed either of those titles, and those that know me well tell me they couldn't imagine better ones for me. For as long as I can remember, I felt like my mind has worked just a little differently than most people's. At times it's been uncomfortable, but I've begun to see that it's actually incredibly important and that there's never been a better time to share the way that I think and see with the creative and entrepreneurial leaders out there who need to hear it. This is my podcast, A Higher Level. Everything we think, see, and do here happens on a higher level, and that makes all the difference. For some of you, these are among the most important and transformational conversations you will ever hear, and they will fill in something you may not have even known was missing but something that is essential for your happiness and transformation. This podcast is all about creating a space for these conversations, a place to explore your deepest and most persistent questions about the human condition, a place to dream, play, and muse about the meaning of it all a place. People tell me only I can help them access and a place of crucial importance for the human spirit and our future as the human race on a higher level. Everything is vast, rich, beautiful, and deeply optimistic. Join me there now on a higher level. Hey, everyone. Um, My name is Aaron of AaronJMarks.com. I'm a visionary purpose coach and a metaphysical leadership mentor. And this is A Higher Level. It's my official podcast. So we are getting to the end of a a series i've really enjoyed recording it's about metaphysics because i call myself a metaphysical leadership mentor so why do i call myself that and how do i distinguish that word from other other common uses that you hear today and how do i how do i demonstrate to you that there's real intention and depth behind my choice of that word uh, as there is behind all the words that i choose and so w- i've been giving you a guided tour of my five part metaphysical model and those those parts are motion life action strategy purpose i'm getting a little exhausted from saying a lot of the same things over and over again but um yeah it is important this is just the, this is the heart of what i teach and we've finally gotten to the last realm and so i i need to keep going because like this is where all the beauty and the majesty and the magic of the human condition is found I've, i it, and that's that's what i see over and over again and that's that is the conversation i'm here to have and that's why it's so beautiful and inspiring so um briefly Everything's in motion, everything that exists. Motion on many, many levels. There's motion at the the cosmic level. You know, if you if you look at, you know, just a planet like like Mars, all the ways that it is moving in the cosmos. And then on the subatomic level, everything is moving. So motion, motion, motion. It's all a form of energy, right? From you know, emanating from some sort of source that everyone's trying to figure out um, you know, what it is. Um, and perhaps we never will, but you know, that's wonderful, mysterious. Um and then some of that became alive, you know, has these internal processes of growth, change, and transformation. Um, and then some of that life uh, developed cognition and awareness uh, and intention so that it, you know, it can take, you know, this um, this thing that we call action. And uh, once you're in the realm of action, you're taking actions all the time. You can't help but to take actions all the time. You take actions to to maximize your return on investment. Um, I, I, I do believe that people take the actions that they do. Um, because of their collective or because of of this 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 complicated equation that helps them evaluate uh the return on investment of what they're doing in the present moment and it is based on their most optimistic sense of the future and so one of the things that i do is come in and i i i try to find that equation working in their cognition so that i can you know adjust it and then that changes their changes their actions right um And since everyone's taking actions anyway, then we might as well look at our results. And as soon as we look at our results and see that we want to change them, then we have to ask the question, how do we orient our our actions um, in the right way to achieve the same result. And we call that strategy. A strategy is merely a framework for orienting actions toward the same result. Strategies are crucially important. You know, we, we teach them every time we, you know, we, we engage in some kind of education or training, we are learning strategies to do, you know, to do just that. Um, now, what I note is that strategies work variously well for people. So, you know, I can teach someone one strategy to grow something, another person will try, and it doesn't work the same way for them um and why is that so humans are masters of strategy um and we're constantly asking this question of how do we orient our actions to achieve the result but how do we even know what result we want and that's the realm of purpose welcome to the final realm uh and I, this is a hallowed um a hallowed sacred realm you know i i, I truly I truly feel that. And I truly feel that when I engage people on this level and we get there, uh, in this conversation because humans are, we're just so, so wonderful and strange, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, my cats have different perpo- personalities, but they don't have different purposes. You know, that that's the way I'm going to say it. So I have four cats. It's a lot of cats, um, a lot of litter box cleaning they all feel a little bit different but ultimately when we talk about a cat we don't say oh what is that cat here to do what is that cat here to do they behave slightly differently one of them likes to go outside more than the others um yeah you know they all like to cuddle with different people yeah you know some of them do one cute thing the others do another cute thing but there's not this level of differentiation within cats or any other animal that there is within humans there are just so many different ways to have the human experience and we are fascinated by this by this truth right we love hearing the stories that other people tell about their experiences we love traveling to new places and saying what is it like to just even get a glimpse of experiencing the human condition from this place from this perspective they're still human i know they are but they see it differently and that creates different life strategies for them different ways of experiencing meaning i'm really curious about that how many different ways is it possible to be human and have a fulfilling meaningful experience and then what am i here to do what what is like what is this personal mission that you know, that is given to me simply by this involuntary membership that I have within the human race. What am I here to do? And how do we tap into that? And how do we perpetually keep that in our view so, so that the actions that we have to take anyway flow from this deeply purposeful place that creates strategy effortlessly and then guides my actions to improve the result that I get in every way. That is what we talk about in the realm of purpose. It is a deep, rich, intentional, hallowed conversation because the experience of being human is a sacred one. It is sacred in a way that we don't see in any other creature, but we humans know that there is a sanctity, a deep-seated meaning to our lives. Even though we don't know the meaning of life, we know that we are here to have a deeply meaningful experience. And how do we do that? How do we see what that is for our specific perspective, which we don't share with anyone else in this time and place in which we find ourselves? Um, and this group of people that we're given, what is my purpose? What, what are the actions that I'm supposed to take to derive the most meaning from that particular configuration in which I find myself? And this conversation changes lives in, in a way that I can't even tell you so let me unpack a little bit of that okay <laughs> so um yeah and i, I love it like this is, again this is what i'm here to do is, is to bring this awareness to people and um to show how every action you know is connected to the very ground of being as as they express it um in this human condition so you know, and this is, this is where I'll likely get into some of the other elements of my, my coaching frameworks. Um, you know, the two rations fit here, um, the five spheres of leadership influence and, you know, that of, that of course the, the five part framework, right. Culminates here. Right. Um, but it's like, we, we have to dwell here. We have to dwell here so that, um, you know, what we see, what we experience, what we feel, what we envision in this realm, uh, stays with us and constantly infuses the strategy that is created um and ultimately you know drives the actions that we take and the drive and and drives uh or or, you know determines the actions that we entice other people to take through our influence so we're here right like the universe is a certain age there's different like different answers to that depending on the narrative you know that that people hold the most closely you know and I'm not going to adjudicate that not on this level um but you know th- those those narratives come from humans doing this thing that we do, which is looking around and engaging in metaphysics, you know um, it, it's asking that question well what what is this? <laughs> you know what exists and what's the nature of it and and then you know that additional question of, well yeah, the human mind, is an integral part of answering that question and so how well do we understand the way that our mind works um how you know how are we sure our minds are not deceiving us uh how do our minds interact with the rest of existence you know these are metaphysical questions and they've uh you know the answers have gone through numerous iterations o- over the years as you know some of the the best thinkers in our species have engaged with these questions you know so um you know we humans have been doing the human thing for for a long time you know it's this this collective ongoing experience that we're having as the human race and now or you know decades ago you joined us you know or you have joined us you know and, you know it's like maybe people will be listening to this for decades after I record this. And so there are people who are not yet here who I will be speaking to. Um, you know, and that itself is mysterious, right? And and this is like one of the things that I that I realize is like, well, I could have been born. I could have not been born. The human race would not ultimately, uh, ultimately, it, it doesn't matter. The human race would keep doing what it does, but I'm here. And so I have to figure out, what do I do in this in this human race, right? And That's the question we all have to figure out. And it's like that's what the human race is. It's a whole bunch of people, billions of people, figuring that question out at the same time, together in community. <laughs> it's like, that's what the human species is. Crazy, right? It's such a weird thing, but it's a wonderful thing because it's what we have. It's what we've been given. So you are here involuntarily. You did not ask to be here. And neither did anyone else that you know or anyone else you don't know or anyone in history, no one asked to be here. And here we are. And we have to figure out why. We have to make sense of this the best we can, and we have to have to figure out what our perspective has granted us to see, OK? Because if you think about all the times and places that humans have existed, no two are the same. Everywhere you go, there you are. and sometimes other people are there, but you're the only one who is always with you. And so your perspective is unique. And it must be valuable, you know. It, it, if there's any meaning to this at all, it means that your experience is just as valuable and important as anyone else's. Um, there's no other way. It's like you know, it's it's worth it, like it's meaningless or it's the most meaningful thing, and we all share that equally. It has to be that way. So you're here, and you matter, and you know, you 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 come online in this you know this crazy miraculous thing that we call the human. Experience the human existence, and you have to figure out what does that mean for you and what you know and what do I have to work with um you know and the answer is always other people it's always it's always about other people you know how you relate to other people um, so um and this is you know the, the other people come in different spheres is what I call them so there's you you know there's there's you the agent um, who you know is having this subjective experience um you know within the human species or the human race right and you have a family we all do right like there's there's no way to come in without a family families come in all different shapes and sizes um you know some of them are deeply dysfunctional in many ways right um but that's this very very strange and wonderful social technology that we're all given you know it's these people that we call family you know they're related to us in ways that, that not everyone is. And, you know, that's a major part of the meeting that we're here to make is figuring out how do we fit into our family. And then we have teams, you know? Um, so, that, you know, all of us are driven, I think, to, to engage in some kind of creative or productive work, right? And so some people do this in a work, or some people do this in a job. Some people are managers, some people are entrepreneurs, some people are creators, you know, like they'll they'll spend their, you know, their, their working time creating, Art or music or, or, or words or, you know, some people combine these, right? Um, but you're going to have a company culture of some kind, you know, like a workplace culture, no matter what you do. And it might be an office. It might be the business that you run. It might be your network of contacts, like publishers or editors. Um, you know, it may be your, you know, the consumers of your content. It may be your clients, right? But these are all teams, you know, on, on, on multiple levels and, this is the question of company culture is like, what is the meaning that we bring to our team? You know, um, and then there's the community level so we have communities like we have neighborhoods we have uh, church groups we have cities you know we have community organizations like Rotary and and the Elks uh, you know things like that we have chambers of commerce right uh, and then we have communities on multiple jurisdictions like counties and states and countries we find ourselves in the midst of many many communities and the teams that, that run them right you know but we're all here to be a part of that we have a perspective on that so what, what are you here to do in your community? You know? And then um, finally, there's the species level, you know? Um, So humans have this, uh, you know, this unique quality that other creatures don't have, which is that we can examine our own natures, right? So we can look at, look at humans as a collective and say, oh, okay, we tend to do this. We tend not to do this, but I think I have a vision for like us doing this better or us doing this less you know um and that's a species level uh evaluation based on your perspective because we all have a perspective on the species um and this tends to play out in conversations about politics and economics and and religion you know it's this question of human nature and how do we work with human nature how do we overcome human nature um, how do we amplify certain parts of human nature to get the results that we want you know as a species that is an ongoing conversation we're all a part of it whether you realize it or not so we take stock we look around at our unique perspective that comes from you know our unique time and place in the human condition um that none of us asked for uh but 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 is you know paradoxically all of our responsibility to you know to navigate and We say, okay, I'm in all these spheres of influence, you know, the, the self and the, the family, the, the, the team, you know, the workplace culture, the communities at all these different levels and the human species as a whole, I'm a card carrying member of the human species. Well, there's no membership card, but, but you are right. So what do I want for all of that? And that is your conversation of purpose. And humans also have this funny thing that we're doing, you know, um, we are measuring things against an ideal of some kind. And, you know, this goes all the way back to philosophers like Plato, who said, yeah, you know, it seems like what we see here is sort of an echo of something. Um, So like, what are we comparing that to? You know, it's like when I look at a cup, how do I know it's a cup? I must be comparing it to some sort of collective memory that I, that we have as a cup, you know, that, that was like one of the ways that he expressed, you know, human knowledge, um, was with that, you know, that, that theory of forms. And, you know, this idea that there's sort of another realm somewhere where all these forms are housed. Um, and then that got variously theologized over the course of, um, uh, philosophical and religious history. Um, and I'm not going to go into that now, although Neoplatonism is fascinating. And I, I would say actually in many ways, I'm, you know, I resonate quite uh qu- qu- quite a oh uh, quite deeply with neoplatonism you know especially when I talk about realm, access points to the realm of purpose it, it it feels like uh you're talking about neoplatonic emanation and how you know everything emanates from the one um you know which ultimately I think is you know kind of what anyone with a polymathic and you know curious intellect sees is that oh th- this all seems to be related to the same thing you know everything is like a a different perspective of looking at the same thing somehow you know but um you know, as far back as, you know, as that platonic thinking, um, it's like, yeah, humans have this sense that we can always measure what is against what could be, okay? And that's what ha- happens in the realm of purpose. That's why, that's why it's the rations that take you there, you know? So it's these two rations that we all have, the frustrations and the aspirations. The frustrations are the things that you have but don't want and the aspirations are the things that you want but you but don't have okay and so when you look across your spheres of influence um you have frustrations and aspirations in all those places and they all they both point you to this ideal you know this vision of what could be but isn't and the realm of purpose shows you that and it shows you what you want to move forward and then the strategy is pretty effortless at that point if you're truly seeing it. So that's the realm of purpose. It's like what do I have but don't want my frustration? What do I want but don't have my aspiration? Why do I see that? What am I measuring that against? Well, I guess that's my purpose is to is to is to move toward that you know in all these places that I have influenced and then the strategy um, is is a pretty simple matter after that and then you know my actions change, right? you know when i when i really 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 get clear on that so um there's a paradox right and and it's like you know the realm of purpose is a deeply paradoxical one i find you know and and like here's the central paradox of being human that I, that i've um you know i've discerned i call it you know it's like if and if we don't recognize this then you sublimate it which means like you have like this awareness of it but uh, you know if if you sublimate any kind of absurdity, it creates deep despair and depression, I think. So one of the reasons, like one of the things that I wonder is like if a lot of people are actually despairing because they have what I call the sublimated absurdity of the ideal of imperfection. Okay, let me say that again. The sublimated absurdity of the ideal of imperfection. What do I mean by that? So, there's an absurdity that happens when we realize that not only is the ideal imperfectible, but imperfectibility is the ideal itself. So, the ideal will always have some element of imperfectibility. Why? Because humans need to constantly take actions and we need to orient those actions in a constructive direction, which means that we need constant opportunities to solve problems and heal traumas because the human experience is one of perpetual growth, never stops, right? Um, And so even the ideal that we see that we want to move toward must contain imperfectibility. Get it? And, and that that is a deeply absurd truth of the human condition. You know, it's why like people get so passionate about what they want, um, but they, you know, it's like what they, what they forget is that when they get there, there's simply going to be a new problem for them to solve. And that is a deeply absurd truth. And if you're not aware of that, you merely, you know, have subliminal awareness and, you know you you kind of bury that deep in your consciousness you're going to get very very depressed and your actions are going to create strife okay but but if we can get clear on that if we can if we can understand that more clearly um you know see that with open eyes um you know which is often what happens in the realm of purpose understand that when we get there or when we get closer you know we're simply going to have new problems to solve new traumas to heal because that's what humans need to grow um then you can have a lot more peace about your leadership journey, just understanding that that's always going to be true. And yet your actions get more intentional and they flow from a purposeful place that, that generates effortless strategy. And then you truly become a positive healing influence on, on the world, I, I believe, on the human species. So that is what happens in the realm of purpose. Um, it's the conversation that I'm here to have with you uh i i know i know the realm of purpose intimately I, i'm very much at home there and it's where my mind to pre- prefers to live whenever it possibly can um and that's what people experience when they talk to me so that's why it works so i i'm gonna do well at least one more episode of this um because i'm going to talk about Access points to the realm of purpose because, like th- that's a very beautiful thing to me. It kind of comes back to that that question of Neoplatonism. Uh, I'll 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 start the next episode with a a discussion of Neoplatonism a little bit uh, as far as I understand it. Again, I'm not a not a trained philosopher, but you know, I feel like I understand it well enough. So I will see you in that episode. Access points to the realm of purpose um, and Neoplatonism. So that was the realm of purpose. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, and that's the final metaphysical realm but um you know as like i said everything that i teach and help people understand comes from there um comes from the, that that five part metaphysical framework you know which which as far as i can see is the you know has it's it's the way to explain the you know, this strange, wonderful human condition with, with as much explanatory power as anything I've ever seen. So that's, that's why I use it. So, uh, this is Aaron from aaronjmarks.com. I'm a visionary purpose coach and metaphysical leadership mentor, and I will see you in the next episode where we talk about access points to the realm of purpose. Thanks so much for listening to a higher level. I hope that got you seeing, thinking, and acting just a little differently or maybe even a lot. When you act differently, you get different results, but we need to start with the vision and the thinking. How do you feel? Ready to go and make positive, inspiring changes in your life and work? If so, it means what we're doing here is working, and I would love for you to let me know if this is you. There's a bunch of ways for you to get in touch with me. You can go to my website, AaronJMarks.com, or look for Aaron J. Marks, Visionary Purpose Coach and Metaphysical Leadership Mentor on Facebook, or you can look for Aaron J. Marks on LinkedIn or Instagram whatever is easiest for you. And if this is speaking to you, I might suggest that you think about becoming one of my leadership coaching clients. In our work together, we'll have conversations on this level, but tailored just to your life and aspirations. You really can't imagine what a difference this can make for your mindset, vision, and results. The first step after learning more about my approach is to book a free no-obligation discovery call, both of which you can do at aaronjmarks.com. If your intuition is nudging you, don't wait any longer. It is likely the next step along the marvelous journey of wherever you are here to go and whatever it is you are here to do. And I can't wait to meet you. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'll see you on the next episode when we'll continue to see, think, and act on a higher level. I'll see you then. Higher Level is the official podcast of Aaron J. Marks, visionary purpose coach and metaphysical leadership mentor. Learn more at www.aaronjmarks.com. A Higher Level is written, recorded, edited, and produced by Aaron J. Marks. music is by aria I'll see you next time on a higher level